This is the Make America Grape Again podcast, produced and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona Wine Monk. In this podcast, we explore wines from all 50 states in the United States of America. Welcome to our Season 2 episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast featuring Oregon. We're doing a fun comparison right now between... uh, the Teutonic Wine Company 2017 Pinot Meunier from Borgo Pass Vineyard in the Willamette Valley. What we have here, thanks to the kindness of James, is a Pinot Meunier Trolken from Falls. It's not that it's false, it's false, the, the region. Guts Abufulung. Uh, I love German, it's wonderful. From uh, Darding is the uh, label here. That's the state bottle, the Wine Gut Darding from Bad Durkheim. I love the, the German names that are like bad, whatever, which means bath. Right, right. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, bad Turkan. I also love that on this label they fixed the typo on the back. Oh. Uh, or not typo, but dramatic error. So in the 14 vintage of this that I bought an eon ago, that was the first Pinot Meunier I ever tasted. It said, produce of Germany, still white wine. Who knows? Sulfites. And oh, Peter Meunier is red, and that one was red. It was not a rosé. That's really And I was funny. really wondering what was going on, and, and then I, like, cracked the bottle. I'm like, oh, this is red. The label's wrong. Oops! So, so they fixed that. It's a fabulous oops. Yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful oops. It doesn't get much more oops than that, really. Yeah. But anyway, uh, 2015, so it's a, a few years older. Looking at these two side by side, it's amazing how different they are. And I know, from what I know of the techniques used in uh, the darting. There are very different techniques involved. And one of those techniques is going to be involved in our, a little bit in our discussion today, which is a question that James posed before we recorded, which he thought was stupid, which is not a stupid question at all. Would you mind repeating that question for us, James? Well, in my experiences with wine and wine making, I've never very looked very closely into certain aspects of the usage of oak, and there has been some confusion on my part as, for example, what is the difference between new oak and neutral oak? I get this, uh, a similar question asked in Salvatore when I'm pouring the, the Sangiovese and the Tempranillo. It's like, well, what's the difference between American oak and French oak? So it's uh, along those simpler, similar lines. Mm-hmm. And oak is a major part of technique. I mean... These are both wines that are made very different, differently. By the way, uh, I'm Cody, if you haven't already figured that out by this point in time. Uh, this episode I'm recording with... Megan. The CSW, I guess. It's, you didn't introduce yourself right, so now I just can't do it. Well, because this is the season two episode, and by now they should later. fucking know who I'm it's at. It's true, it's later. And I am James McNew. I am a co-worker and friend of the esteemed wine monk. So uh, I have here for the, the handwritten tech sheet for the 2017 Pinot Meunier. I say handwritten because uh, this was all notes that I took while I was on the phone with the winemaker this morning uh, in the tasting room while it was slow. He was like, hey, uh, I, I had this all written room. out, uh, but uh, Facebook ate my message, give me a call. So Willamette Valley AVA, Borgo Pass Vineyard. These are 40-year-old vines, dry-farmed, own-rooted. So no worries about phylloxera or anything. They're mm-hmm. not on any rootstock. They're their own roots. The soil is very rich in iron. He also uh, does his fermentations using native yeast to the site. What he does is before fermentation begins and before he harvests, uh, he was telling me that uh, he basically makes a pied de cuvee out of vineyard fruit to 
source the yeast for that year. So it's a different yeast strain every year. That's whatever's in the vineyard is what he makes with it. Nice. Which I think is pretty cool. That is really cool. Heavy lees, so lots of lees aging, and also neutral oak aging. This would probably qualify as uh, a natural wine. Mm-hmm. Um, or close to it. And contains sulfites, so either sulfites added at bottling or uh, he's done the, the smart thing that, you know, you know. Sulfites, by the way, uh, we'll get into this probably in another episode or maybe have by the point that this airs. Mm-hmm. Are not the bogeyman that you think of. They're probably not what's causing your headache, but we'll get into that in that episode or maybe already did. Yes. Future tenses imperfect. Of... Anyway, versus what I was able to find of the 16 vintage from Darden. But from what little commentary I've seen, uh, the 15 and 14 were made the same way. It's from Falls, Appalachian Falls, farming, sustainable. Why does that mean? We don't know. Um, 10 to 20% new oak is used. These barrels are locally sourced and made. So first of all, defining barrels. Uh, a new oak barrel is a new barrel. You're just getting it from the cooperage. Maybe it got shipped from France, or maybe it got shipped from Kentucky. Or uh, I know there's a lot of oak being done in Missouri, too, for American oak. So a new oak barrel is a wine barrel that's never been used for anything at all. Except maybe to hold water in to keep it sanitary during transport. So a new oak barrel will impart flavors from that given oak into the wine. And different oaks provide different flavor notes. Guessing, well, we know this is German oak because the barrels are locally sourced. Um, It's the same species as French oak. For the record, Hungarian oak, Slovenian oak, French oak, they're all the same species of oak. Uh, The European something oak. I want to say European white oak, but I could be wrong, and I don't feel like looking that up right now, though I probably should because people are probably yelling at me in the comments, but... Okie dokie. The point is... (laughs) All these oaks are the same species, and there are different species than the American white oak, which is the premier oak barrel in the U.S. Now, that being said, I have no fucking idea why, in real, how they use American oak when France is right there. I have been looking for information on this for years and have never been able to find any information. Wait, for why who? Wait, for why in Rioja. Oh, okay. They use American oak instead of French oak. I mean, I guess Tempranillo works better with a flavor profile of... Or they just hate the French. Or that could be it. You know? My theory is that it was probably connected to Napoleon. There you go. fuck it, why not? Yeah, probably. Just like, fuck those guys. One of the most brutal guerrilla wars in modern history. That would explain why after they're like, fuck the French, we're taking your barrels from America. Okay, thanks. Yeah, pretty much. Since a lot of people just hate the French. But these wines could not be any more different. No, fuck, my god. No. These are just, it's ridiculous. And it's the same grape. Pinot Meunier. Those are not mislabeled vines in either site, obviously. Um, also, uh, I love one of the German names for this grape is Schwarz Riesling, even though it has nothing to do with Riesling, Riesling. <laughs> at all. Made a Schwarz be richer. Oh so the reason why it's called Pinot Meunier are, uh, basically comes from Miller's, uh, because the underside of the leaves look powdery, like flour, like from a mill. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, I cannot remember his name now, and this is going to make me look bad, but whatever. Um, I'm sorry. Memory is not good with names. Memory is great for grapes. But as you were saying, winemaker, it can look a lot like powdery mildew in the field on the leaves. 
because of that powdery character underneath. Other principal synonyms are as follows. Oliver Not Blanc, Laurier, Gris Meunier and Laurier, Meunier and Champagne, Murillo and Tacon and Marne, Mullerib, so there's the Miller connection again, Sam Trot and Baden-Württemberg, and then Schwarzwiesen. Um, which is just a great name, Schwarzwiesen. So here's the thing. 60% of the grapes apparently grown in Champagne are actually Pinot Meunier, but no mm. one talks about it. But no, nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about Pinot Meunier as being the actual main grape in Champagne. Which is crazy. Because is they, for some reason the French have a hard-on against this grape, which I think, which I think is hilarious, and, and uh, the winemaker from the Teutonic label thought was also hilarious. But yeah, 60 fucking percent of champagne is planted with Meunier. And yet no one talks about it. And it's like listed last. Like, oh, it's mostly Chardonnay. And then... Um, but yeah, it's listed as an afterthought in champagne. You know what, though? I, I can't help but wonder if some of it is that the French don't want to have to explain to the fucking heathens that it's a red, but they can make it white. Like that's that's I, true. Well, that's I, what a, a Blanc de Noirs is, is a white from red. Yeah, but I'm just like, they probably don't want to have to just, they, I don't know, maybe they that's why they don't talk about Pinot Meunier. They're like, no, we don't want to fucking but talk about But they have that. no problem with saying, oh yeah, we have Pinot Noir here. Yeah, we well, Pinot. I guess that's true too. But again, and it probably still has to do with the fact that it's just like, people know Chardonnay, people know Pinot Noir, they don't know Pinot Meunier. They're like, okay, not only do we have to explain that, it, yeah, it's a red and we can make it wide, like it's fine, you know, whatever. But then they, you know, they also have to explain, like, yeah, it's a grape, and it's this, you know, they, it's like, maybe it's just too much explaining. The French were just like, fuck it, we're not going to bother with that. It's all Chardonnay. It's all Chardonnay. Or my, my secret theory, uh, and this is just coming up with now, and is that the origin point of Pinot Meunier is actually from Germany. Oh, and God oh, fucking forbid that we'd be using yeah. a German grape oh, in our premier French wine. Deutschland, Deutschland, über alles. Sorry. I want my siren again. <laughs> so, you know, because here's the thing. The origins, the black berry Pinot Meunier is characterized by a layer of white hairs on the underside. On the leaves that look like a dusting of flour. Hence the name Meunier, meaning Miller in French. This mutation was first mer- mentioned by Merlet. In 1690, Le Mouron Ticon au Meunier a cause qu'il est furies blanches et fernoises. Mouron Ticone or Meunier because it has white and flowery leaves. But here's the thing that's the first mention of it. We don't know where it originally came from. So, my theory is that uh, it's originally a grape, uh, a mutation. It's clearly a mutation originally of Pinot Noir. Yeah. Um, because Pinot Noir is weird like that. It, like, mutates, it mutates like... yeah. You blink at it the wrong way and the fucking Pinot Noir vine it's mutates. Like, mm-hmm. like, Gary, who you've not met, I, I don't think. Um, I don't think I've met him either. No, you haven't either. Like, he's the other main voice of this podcast, usually. He has seen uh, Pinot Noir vines that have expressions of Pinot Blanc on one cordon... Pinot Noir on another cordon, and then fucking Pinot Gris on a third cordon. So you got three different colors of grapes. So you know, even in even in a single vine, it's just like I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. I'm going through an existential identity crisis. I'm an X Man. I mutate. That's awesome. Um, And then of course they developed a descendant of 
Pinot Noir that's especially good for people with prostate problems. It's called Pinot Noir. Oh. <laughs> um, so, so my theory is that this was originally a German grape. Yeah. And it was culturally remembered by farmers like, oh yeah, this grape is originally from those guys over there that invade us every, like a clockwork every 30 years. <laughs> La bouche. So, yeah, we're, we're not going to talk about where this grape came from. That's my theory. Whether this is true or not, maybe not. Good old-fashioned national chauvinism at work. Yes. Because who's better at national chauvinism than the French? <laughs> Megan, by the way, you said uh, that you really love this cork. I do really love that cork. It looks like a castle. It really does. It's fucking cool. I also love the, the sort of old school label design It is really here. old. Like, I don't even know how to feel about this label. Like, this like, makes me think so... of Alsace. Well, I mean, well, the bottle shape, yeah. And, but the whole label thing is very old world. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like, there's something... Like, they've even... <laughs> there goes my fucking corkscrew. This is why you should have a YouTube channel, not a podcast. Yeah, but I've got a face for radio. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Ditto, ditto no. to me. Anyway, <laughs> you were saying. It's <laughs> so funny. No, but it's just like, what is this? So they've got the, the bird on the front, whatever that is. That's a pheasant. I was going to say pheasant, but I didn't want to be wrong. And then they've got somewhat like some fucking radishes and some celery and a pot. And then some like, well, it's not thyme, it's something else, like a bell pepper, a yellow bell pepper, and, and a fucking glass of wine. What are these things that, like, is, is that what they, like, they tasted this and went, ah, oh, yes, these are the things that I No, I here. think this is on most of their labels. Is this... it? But, like, what, is, why? They're mm. like, we make soup, and we wanted to put the ingredients on the label of our... Maybe it is from an old illustration like that. Right. Would you be so kind as to read the label? <clears throat> Do they grow other things on their property? Yes. Yeah, well, he sources his fruit from multiple different vineyards. Gotcha. He has a Sylvaner as well that I picked up and, and brought mm. that uh, I will have to drink on its own. That's not going to be a podcast episode because it should be because Sylvaner is another weird archaic grape that no one fucking knows about. But I know. So have I. Sounds like it go back to Roman times. Maybe. We can look in the book later. Sylvanos. Old and cold, high and dry, wood and wild. That is what it says in big bold letters. That conjures up interesting imagery. Right? <laughs> yes. I was thinking about a woman. I'm cold, high and dry, wooden well. You know, sure. I was thinking mountains, but that's because I'm classier than you. Oh. Right. I really need that sound. So my father's <laughs> family comes from Bakersfield, California. You don't need to rub it in. Yeah. Teutonic Wine Company. Did I say that right? Yes. Teutonic? Okay. Oh, lives by these words. Oh. Old and cold, high and dry, wood and wild. Uh, we source our fruit from old vines planted in cold and high elevation vineyards, allowing the grapes to hang longer on the vines and ripen more from the soil than the sun. We only work with dry farms that don't use irrigation, forcing the roots to grow deep into the soil and to absorb rich flavors of terroir. All our wines are fermented in neutral oak barrels with wild vineyard yeast, giving the wines a true sense of place. That's fucking cool. It truly is. That is really cool. Uh, yeah, it's totally rustic old world. It's rustic as fuck. And it tastes like it. 
honestly, if I was in a blind tasting, I would say that this was the European wine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. More than the, the Pinot Meunier. Yep. Because this tastes more like a New World wine. It does. And it's weird because here it's the, the opposite. The New World is taking echoes of the old. Like the, Bra- the Blau Frankish. You know, the Blau Frankish I had from the old world was thinner and much lighter, whereas the New World, richer, rounder, robust. But... Like, holy, like, plums and currants, Batman, yeah, on the German. Yeah. It's like, no, it's again, so it's, much bigger, like... it's so much bigger. It's it's bigger, but after tasting it side by side with the, the Teutonic, it feels like... You've seen people like this come into the tasting room that think they're big shots and think they know everything. Mm-hmm. But in reality, you know more than they do, and God forbid that you, like, correct them because they're like, oh, yeah, no. well, I'm the right one, and you just work well, here, because... and you're being paid. Well, I want their money, so I typically just grovel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. Unless they annoy me to the point where I'm just like, yeah, you've hit my berserk button, so fuck you. Um, but the point is... I feel like the darting Pinot Meunier is like that. If that was a person, this would be who it is. Like, I'm a Pinot Meunier busting in. Pinot Meunier, Pinot Meunier, Pinot Meunier. I'm a Pinot Meunier too. That's the Oregon one, but, you know, I'm more modest about it. I'm a Pinot Meunier. I know it. Fuck you. Like, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm going to go for a fucking hike later. You know, this is the guy that's driving the big truck that everyone's like, oh, he's compensating. You know, or in this one, not so much. Yeah, he he has a small stately vehicle because he doesn't care what people think about his dick size. Because he's like, why don't you come see me? It's like that bumper (laughs) sticker. Nice truck. Sorry about the small penis. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the pool, Jerry! I was in the pool! <laughs> it's cold outside. I mean, granted, the darting is a good wine. On its own merits. But I, I, I really dig the Teutonic yeah. better. Well, obviously, the <clears throat> Teutonic Pinot Meunier is quite lighter. And consequently... Has much more lighter fruit character, light cherry, little cranberry, even mm-hmm. some apple going on in there. Now there's as... some definite stone fruit in there. It's a, it's it's more subdued. Again, it's a more humble. There's more humility in this wine, and yet it's still quality, drinkable stuff. Whereas, of course, the German Pinot Meunier is deeper, richer. More forward, more almost brash. Yeah, more new worldy. Yeah, like it just busts in your door and punches you in the face. It's the Kool Aid Man of Pinot Meunier. Oh, my oh God. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh no! What about you, Megan? What are your thoughts on the? Oh God! The I already told you I don't fucking know. I just suggested that you record it. Um, no, I mean the same thing. Like you know, the the, the German one is so mm. much more new worldy and and much more heavy and bold. And, you know, slightly punch you in the face. Like, it's like it's almost got like plum character. Yes. Kind of. Which yeah. is just like, what the fuck? Plum and a Pinot of any sort? This is a wine that a thick necked guy named Gunter would appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is a thick necked guy named Gunter. I do get a little like, I mean, again, I don't know. I, 
Because I feel like the the Teutonic I'm getting, I remember it was like that soda, like cherry soda. Yeah, like cheer wine, almost. Yeah. Like I was like telling a cherry you about. soda, but like on this, on the German one, the whatever, whatever the name is, dart something. Um, uh, the darting. Darting. Like it's got kind of a, almost, like this one makes me think more like cherry Dr. Pepper. Because Dr. Pepper has that like yeah. prune kind of thing happening, whereas I feel like the other one is a little bit more like cherry coke. It's a little brighter. Cherry coke or cheer wine, which uh, only three of you listeners will understand. It's like I've not, I don't know what that is. So cheer wine is a soda that's pretty much specific to the Carolinas in the southeast uh, that I've been lucky enough to try a couple times thanks to Gary, and I've loved it. I've never seen it for sale anywhere here, but anyway, that that's kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, Cheer wine versus, like you said, like cherry Dr. Pepper. Yeah. Hmm. German, uh, or like we were talking about earlier in terms of personifications, like the, the German Pinot Meunier is very big, very brash. Mm-hmm. A German guy named Gunter putting his way into the tasting room who like, you know. Another. Another, and thinks he knows everything and is trying to show off maybe to his pretty date who he probably paid for. Um, <laughs> ah! Shit. I have an enormous penis. I paid you to say that. <laughs> But uh, versus uh, the Teutonic Wine Company is like sitting there in the corner. It's like Strider and Brie. It sits there in the corner, wild, gamey, unyielding, untamed. Like, yeah, I'm fucking Strider. So this is the real man. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I'm fucking Strider. Who do you think you fucking are? How many orcs did you kill today? Oh, oh. Okay. That's what I thought. I'm assuming not really drawing attention, but not really drawing attention, but at the same time, there's every eye in the room is no, drawn to him and knows that he's there. Yeah, this this wine is fucking Strider. This is Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Well done. And if we're going for for Lord of the Rings characters, then I, I guess the German Pinot Meunier is big, brash, a little absent-minded, kind of worn ragged, but you know, obviously still in charge. Or maybe Saruman, or even Boromir. My brain said Boromir, but I think that's because that's one of the only characters I can remember. The thing is, Boromir, when you... If you look at him outside the movies and in the books, he's actually a really fascinating he's not a, character. And he's not as evil as you think. He's, no, no. But he's, he's driven. Kind of very, he's very sure of himself. He's very he's sure of himself, sure but he has every reason to be. He's yes. probably the best warrior. Certainly. certainly. Uh, that's not an elf after Aragorn uh, of men in the Lord of the Rings verse. And now we're getting to the Lord of the Rings and a wine podcast, so we're going to go back to wine here. <laughs> Slash, when is there a wine that's Tom Bombadil? Oh, that's Saparavi. Really? Yeah. Oldest and wisest. Wild, gamey, untamed. Right. Older than all the others. And that's something your average movie audience just would not And for that matter, this is why Riketsley, and I've talked about this actually in an early episode, Riketsley is Goldberry. I don't know that. Well, when we drink a Riketsley, like the one that you got, also from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a previous... Not you know, the sparkling one. Not the sparkling one. So sad. So, I guess an idea for a Lord of the Rings slash wine hybrid podcast oh God, would be yes. trying to uh, <laughs> figure out what old vineyards tasted like. Yeah. I, I have theories on that, but that'll have to wait. Right, right. We're, naturally, naturally. We're way off topic now. Uh, <laughs> We're so far off topic that it's just like we're halfway to fucking Rivendell at this point. Yes. <laughs> anyway, back to the wine. Actually, I think we've entered Rune. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Here's 
There's an obscure Lord of the Rings reference for you. Yes. <laughs> Probably read it 13 times. Okay. Uh, I'm getting there about six. Anyway. But I'm old. Anyway. I'm waiting for the Harry Potter one. Do, 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 I, can do, I can do the Harry Potter. I can't do Lord of the Rings. Okay, well, we covered the... Going back to Oak in terms of flavor profiles. I have some final closing thoughts before we finish talking more about this wine. So different oaks impart different flavor characters as well. Um, Fuck, where was oak, I? Oak. oak, 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 okay. <laughs> Professor Oak. Um, oh my god. <laughs> different oaks impart different flavor profiles. So, for example, if you've had uh, a bourbon, you, you kind of know what some of those profiles right. are from American oak Absolutely. because uh, American oak is the general... Well, um, mm-hmm. I almost said wine used for bourbon, but that's not right <laughs> at all. Uh, the general oak used for aging bourbon. So you get a lot of vanilla, caramel, coconut, mm-hmm. uh, vanilla flour, vanilla extract, lots of vanilla. I used to drink vanilla extract when I was a kid, but anyway, I turned out just fine. Continue. <laughs> for the most part, twitch, twitch. Yes, yes. Damn. French oak tends to be a little bit more subtle. For me, I get a lot of more of a forest floor... Earth, right. sandalwood, right. Uh, lots of incense characters, frankincense, myrrh, sandalwood. A different sort of vanilla, like Mexican vanilla versus Tahitian vanilla. Okay. So it's a vanilla, but it's a different vanilla. Spicy vanilla. Yeah, it's spicy vanilla as opposed to like, wham, I'm cheap, shitty vanilla in your face. Hmm. For me, anyway. Hmm. Uh, and... Uh, Different, slightly different characters are dependent on where the oak is grown in growing season, which Sheep, is why... Shitty vanilla in your face sounds vaguely pornographic to me, but please continue. <laughs> well. A deep subject. Indeed. <laughs> There's also different levels of toasting that can be done on the inside of the barrel that also affect character, and basically... Toasting refers to how much fire was this inside of the barrel exposed to. Was it exposed to a lot of fire? Then that means it was a heavy toast. Was it a light toast? Was it just lightly like singed with fire? Then it's a light toast. Uh, is it charred? Then that's like an uber heavy toast. Um, most of those barrels are used for bourbon. Because um, one of the requirements, as we met in the season one Wyoming episode, is that it needs to be uh, to be called a bourbon aged and a charred oak barrel anyway so that's uh, oak hope you're all okay with that that was a shitty pun I know oh well what the hell eh, well you know any port in a storm right yeah but on that so snow so I need to just stop talking and start drinking we've been drinking yeah on that note Let's drink more! Yay! Yay. Make America Grape Again! Cheers! This was an episode of the Make America Grape Again podcast, sponsored, produced, and recorded by Cody Burkett, the Arizona wine monk. You can reach us at makeamericagrapepodcast at gmail.com, on Instagram at at theazwinemonk, or on Twitter at cvburkett. Be sure to also check out our website, Make America Grape Again Podcast dot com.